Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing a lovely, lovely woman who I'm so happy you're going to get to know here on the podcast. Her name is Manju Joshi, and she and her husband Prashant, who you may remember was on our podcast earlier talking about leadership, they have a wonderful yoga center in Austin, Texas with all sorts of different events from yoga therapy to laughter therapy to Reiki, aromatherapy, holistic nutrition, corporate wellness. They're doing it all. And the topic of today is, I'm going to title it, Love is the Way Home and a Journey Through the Chakras. And Manju really wanted to demystify and simplify the information about the chakras from the ancient texts like the Shiva Samhita. And I think she did. I I took a lot of notes that I'll be meditating on. It seems like a lot of information, but the way she gave it to us or shared with us, it did break it down to simplicity. And I really appreciate that. And even before we got online, I said, I'm so happy you're going to be teaching us today. And she said, I will not be teaching you. I will be sharing with you. And number one, she's such a humble woman to not take ownership of the teachings. But also, I think that's really important for all of us to think about that maybe we are just sharing these ideas from the ancient texts, from ancient India, the ideas that have been passed down for generations of teachers and students and families and cultures, and that nothing is new. You know, this whole idea of branding, of course, we do it to get our message out so that we can help people. But in the back of our minds, we should always be thinking that we are not creating anything new. We're sharing ideas in a way that is kind of coming through us in a unique way, and that's okay. But we can't take ownership of it. And in fact, as Priya Verma has taught me so beautifully in some of our our lectures for the Optimal State Yoga Therapy School, she teaches history of yoga, cultural appropriation in yoga. She says we're stewards of these teachings. We're stewards. We don't have ownership. We are here to take them, cherish them. They're sacred, not make them ours and sell them and commodify them, but, but rather to steward them forward to the next generation to be of service and to help those that are coming after us that are suffering. And so when I was talking to Manju today, that's really the sense that I got. And it was a beautiful conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. And I think I'm going to give the best of humanity award this week to Manju for saying that, that I'm not teaching, I'm sharing that idea of stewardship, not ownership. So thank you, Manju. And thank you, Priya. Let's give Priya the the best of humanity award also for that idea that I hope we'll all take to heart. And remember, if you have someone or something that has done or said or acted in a way that you feel is in alignment with the best of humanity, please contact us so that we can highlight them on the show briefly. Welcome to the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast. My name is Amy Wheeler, and I'm your host. We are so happy to tell you all that's happening in the world of yoga therapy. And we love to find guests from all over the world so that we can share and learn and grow together. Please 
nourish yourself, take time for yourself, and really relax into listening to the podcast. Welcome, Manju Joshi. We are so happy to have you here today. Thank you for coming from Austin, Texas. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for inviting. We have such a wonderful topic today that I, I laid awake in bed last night thinking about, I wonder what she's going to say. We're going to talk today about the chakras as kind of a model for healing in yoga therapy. But I understand you part of your mission is to demystify the chakras. So tell us what that means to you. Well, first of all, uh, thank you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, all of you. You know, we always go back to the origin when we we are studying or uh, doing any research in, in yoga and so on. So when I first started talking or, or thinking about chakras and all, I mean, what are those? Why do we even have that system in yoga, right? So that's where I started paying more attention to it. I studied yoga as my master's program, and we did have certain texts like Shiva Sanhita, and they describe chakras in detail. But that time, you know, I was a young 20-year-old something, you know, and studied it as an as, as a academic thing, not as you know, like any deeper meaning or spiritual or anything. But when I started taking more in-depth studies in yoga or even I started doing the Reiki training, and that's where it really, really happened that the power of these chakras, they really are more prominent in those systems like the Reiki healing and, and those kind of things. So that's where I started doing more research into it. And then, you know, there is a lot of mystery around these chakras, so to speak, right? Oh my goodness, or oh, it is like something yogis do or, or the Reiki people do or this or that. It has nothing to do with a common person. Something like that uh, always comes up. And that's where I started doing more, you know, research into it, experimenting on myself, on my clients and even within our family, you know, we started experimenting with each other. And that's how the journey started. I cannot claim that I totally demystified it, but the journey started that's uh, when I started doing more of Reiki and, and other things, yeah. I love that you're differentiating between your master's degree and kind of that academic approach versus the experiential sensations, feelings, and effects inside of you, your family members, your colleagues. I think there's a, a big gap there, meaning a lot of times the researchers feel kind of elite because they're reading the ancient Sanskrit texts like the Shiva Samhita. And in my experience as a yoga therapist and just in my own body, that theory doesn't always translate perfectly into our experience. Which is absolutely true. Like I said, you know, I can read Bhagavad Gita as, you know, we did that as, again, academic thing. We just read it because we, we had to give exam on that, right? Mm. I mean, that time our consciousness was not de developed as much, you know, which after the experience, you 
you get into it in more depth kind of same thing happened when i was studying osteopathy you know because it is related to yoga right the, the studying of the spine and i love biology you know i love to study about human body and and so on but even in that because i i did not do in osteopathy as a as a youngster i did it later in my life where i had more experience with yoga and when we see that like oh there are plexuses you know like the nerves coming together like solar plexus everybody knows about it right there are solar plexus meaning there are a bunch of nerves come together and they form plexus and they serve certain area of our body and because i had background in chakras also it is such an intricate system like the solar plexus for example have five nerves they come together okay and they bifurcate and they become 10 and the symbol for the solar plexus chakra which is a manipur chakra there are 10 petals for wow. that particular wow. chakra and when i started you know like putting those together it's like you asked about demystifying that's how the process started like wow how did the yogis know that there are these five big nerves come together the first chakra which is the uh, you know we will talk more about that but i'm just giving you an example the first chakra is our muladhara chakra it is always represented by certain petals okay each chakra is represented by certain petals so the first chakra is like it rep- represented by four petals and it's a coccygeal plexus where two major nerves come together they bifurcate and they become four wow i mean it just it just so amazing and why is that and then you know other than the physical aspect what would be the emotional aspect what would be the diseases associated with it and what is separating us from having the beautiful experience of life Sorry. I want to hold that no what is separating us from the beautiful experience of life let's hold that thought but i want to go back and also say that you know the ancient yogis and ayurvedic doctors they did autopsies they knew about the gross manifestation of physical nerves in the body but unlike western science today they also knew that there were much more subtle forms of energy right so they didn't dismiss one or the other like we kind of do in allopathic medicine they said it's both here's the gross form of it the the four nerves or the two nerves that that have you know split into four and there's these subtle energies that are manifest in this nerve center also it's true very very true and that's why we have a concept of three bodies right the the causal body the subtle body and the physical body and they each affect each other basically they are they are not separate from each other but they are part of our existence and then we have panchakoshas right the five sheets of existence right from the physical body which is called annamay kosha up to the anandamay kosha which is a bliss body and if the bliss body bliss body is affected by your physical body and vice versa so it is not separate but the thing is they even put that like first of all let's go back to even the word yog right yog 
that we all use it as yoga because you know we want to extend that sound but the real world is yoga right in sanskrit we all know the definition we all know the meaning yoga means union right uniting yoking so the first thing that we as yogis or or anybody who is taking up this yoga practice we have to ask what are we uniting what are we separated from in the first place right and then there is lot of discussion in yoga text in upanishads and bhagavad gita and they all tell us it is the source that we are separated from and then they tell us not in a very like a subtle language actually it is everywhere they all say that love is the source the pure love the divine love is the source and since we are separated from that our physical existence suffers when we talk about jesus christ or indian sages or saints and all they are always in love mm-hmm. they dwell in love so that's why they are able to forgive so quickly they are able to perform so many miracles and all so there is no mystery you know it is the only separation from the love and that's where these chakra system also comes in because that is the human energy system right the modern term we can give to chakras is is human energy system this is a really key point for that i want to understand and i think our listeners will too love has so many definitions out there when you say love what does that mean according to the ancient text that you're referring to it's it's a simple question and it's a deep question it right? is <laughs> we could spend the rest of the hour on that one right <laughs> yeah so what we are referring to is is the pure divine love where there is no expectation mm. there is even if if we think of at like say physical level or in the 3d world when we love something like suppose you know um, i have two kids when they were born and when i look at them when i looked at them when they were first born there was just that pure love i did not expect them to be in certain way at that time right mm-hmm. it was just the joy of them being in my life so mm-hmm. that is that is the closest that we can think of you know if you are really if you really of course if you really want that child and um, if you are really waiting for that child to be born and, and so on so that is the different thing but when you see that child for the first time and what comes in your mind is pure love there yeah. is no expectation right so that is the closest we can say but all the sages and the saints and even jesus christ says that amplify that like a thousand times mm. thousands and thousands of times we can't even imagine what is that Hmm. but we are that but because we are in this physical existence you know we forget that and i'm not preaching this in some you know preachy way it is just written like that and and all we are trying to do as as yoga practitioners is trying to reconnect to that love may i ask another question Th- these are things that i've contemplated for a long time and 
one of my teachers said, well, love kind of falls in the, the kapha category, if you want to categorize it. And that sattva mm-hmm. is, is different. And so... Well, we are categorizing it and we are compartmentalizing it. Mm. You know, it is beyond that. Mm. That which is beyond all the attributes is, is the pure love. Mm, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Now, now we can move on. As we get separated from this source, what, what we've established is pure love that is unimaginable to us, that is divine, and there's no expectation, and it's just pure joy. Tell us about how the chakras link up to being separated from that source. Okay, so what our yogis did is now if if I say, oh, we are all pure love and we are all separated from it and all we have to do is go back to it. Okay, it's very simple. The human brain cannot actually comprehend simple thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it to be complicated. You know, like, oh, we are, but we are, yeah, I know all these things, but I'm suffering and I'm this and I'm that and all those things. So the yogis are very intelligent and also very funny in that sense. You know, like, okay, you want complicated? We'll give you complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. <laughs> so it's a very simple system. Again, we call it as a human energy system, and there are a lot of energy centers in our body. You know, but uh, to simplify it again, the yoga says there are seven major chakras, energy centers, basically. Chakra means is a wheel. Chakram karoti iti chakra, chakram. So that which moves, that which rotates, is called chakra. So the life cycle keeps on rotating, right? Sometimes we experience joy, sometimes we experience not so much of joy and, and so on. So it's, it's continuously moves, rotates kind of. And because of that, we get some experiences in life, right? If, if something pleasurable happens to us, we are happy, otherwise we are not, and, and so on. And they also created it in a certain way. Like, you know, so these are the steps of consciousness you know these are called the layers of consciousness so the first energy center so we all come in this world with perfect knowledge that we are separating from the love right energy system and we experience that as soon as we are born I mean at very physical level we are already separated from the source when we are in mother's womb but we, our first experience is when we are separated from the mother's womb, right? And that's very traumatic. When people say, oh, I have, a, I have this trauma or that trauma. Well, we all have trauma, right? Since we are born, right? Mm. And then we try to connect back to our source by connecting with our mother, father, you know, trying to connect with our mother, father, our tribe, right? The religion that we are born into. 
and uh, the country that we are born into and so on so that's our basic thing and that's where the first energy center starts at the base of the spine so the energy that goes in us becomes dormant in in that particular energy center it is called muladhar okay mula means root and adhara is support so it's a root or it's a support for our existence so as soon as we are born if we are treated well you know by our parents by the community and and so on we somewhat kind of settle down in that area but for some reason even if we perceive our perception is that oh i'm not accepted or i'm not good enough or i'm not beautiful enough whatever it is you know that perception can create that separation very quickly and what happens we are away from love when we are in love we are trusting we are basically doing things together you know there are a lot of beautiful things happen it's when we are in love right it's energy but when when we are not in love right when we are separated we have fear we have anxiety we have separation issues phobias and all kinds of things happen and remember where it is located it is at the base of the spine where between it's called the perineum area mm. okay there are two elimination points there right mm. so if we are not very secure in that area physically there could be elimination problems like uh, urinary tract infections can happen constipation can happen or even diarrhea can happen and all those things so these are very simple things to understand you know the yogis understood all these issues and the nerves those they serve that area they also serve our legs and feet the the lower extremities you know if you are not secure remember what happens when we are afraid your feet starts getting wobbly right mm-hmm. the first thing that happens is we eliminate excess water or feet, you know whatever it is because we are ready to run kind of from the situation right so that's those are the nerves there and that's what the issues they come up with the first chakra also now each chakra it is very thoughtful it is very actually unique also about chakra system is it has given five elements mm. five for five chakras five elements and uh, the reason uh, i mean i'll come to that also and each chakra is represented by lotus petals okay lotus is if you see a lotus it it always grows in muddy water mm. and then it goes towards the sun right and it's beautiful so similarly uh, that's why lotus is very much of a importance in yogic traditions or even buddhism and and everywhere so we have that potential to even though we are born in this muddy samsara whatever we call it you know the world we have potential to grow and achieve our higher state or you know our potential so the four petals are given to that particular chakra the muladhar and each chakra has a bija mantra meaning the seed sound Mm-hmm. all the yoga system is based on this chakra system all the asana why do we have asanas 
why can't we just sit and meditate right why do we have so many asanas so what we understood from the chakra system is the first thing that happens in for humans is we disassociated with our body we kind of try to run away from the situation and we are not very much in tune with the body mm. right right a lot of our students they told us that that when they practice yoga they feel that they came back to the body mm-hmm. it's a connection right away so there are grounding poses where a person can feel grounding like just standing tall in a tadasana the tree pose that itself gives you that feeling of of stability so there are poses to bring us back to our body and that. it has to be done in a and it's like a prescription you know like we are doing yoga therapy come on it's a prescription patanjali systematized everything right in in patanjali's yoga sutras and he says sthira sukham asanam right that which is uh, sthira which is stable and sukham pleasurable so whatever you do the final position must be stable and it should be pleasurable for you okay whichever position you do and that brings you grounding that brings you back to your body right i love this manju may i may i ask a question you you just touched on it and then you went on to the next really interesting point that you were making but i want to go back to this idea that you said that when we're born we're separated from our source is it possible that even before we are born even before we're conceived due to our karma or our genetics or whatever you want to you know label it that we could already be having some separation meaning are well, there people that come in with a little more separation than others or are you saying it happens with those earliest childhood experiences um i did only that because you know it is easier to understand the separation part if we go into too much esoteric maybe people yeah. will not understand or they say oh it is all mumbo jumbo yeah okay yeah, yeah of course when we to, yes okay you don't have to go into it just having right, right. say that opens a a door for someone that if they wanted to go look at it in that way they could yes yeah that's why there is like akashic records and all those concepts are there right so of course where as soon as we enter the physical realm in whichever form we are separate mhm right right yeah okay so mm-hmm. how about we go on to the second chakra sure so that first chakra like i just want to finish that so the element is earth for that and the color is red for that particular chakra and then there is a bija mantra which is called lam and all the petals also have their own bija mantras i just want to touch upon that so we we talked about the postures that connects us to the body then we have the breathing techniques which connect us pro, to the mind and body together right uh, as soon as we take a deep breath we feel more connection and all those things so that is another prescription that we have then there are the mantras because there are a lot of nerves they get vibrated by the mantras so that's kind of a hack 
mm-hmm. you know that is given by our yogis so say you don't have much time today to do anything but you you just do the mantras you know you can come back to your steady state so to speak yeah you don't have to do asanas too much or this or that but i just wanted to touch base upon that so the mantra is lum 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 if you say lum automatically your pelvis get contracted mm. and it's it's a, it's a signal that okay you need to hold on to your horses so to speak so that the energy can start rising up right mm-hmm. so the second chakra is about your just that seed of creativity mm-hmm. you know first we are talking about our connection with our family the tribe and all now you start growing into more into outside of your tribe like you try to make friends and and you try to express yourself and all those things again if you are away from the source meaning if you are being criticized or not accepted you feel that separation you feel that anxiety and then there are other issues start coming up you become aware of your sexuality you know whether you are happy as a man or a woman or or whatever you know that kind of a thing comes in so that is about the second chakra and the petals there are six mm-hmm. and the bija mantra is vam vam element there is water very flowy you know it's again a signal that life must flow it cannot be staying at one place it has to flow so that is the message there if that doesn't happen we are away from our source away from love then other issues start coming up like uh, hurtful thoughts come in our mind we are not able to express well that blocks us you know those kind of things like, like communication blocks to kind of well uh, it starts yeah. from there right. communication blocks start from there basically yeah. yeah so we try to shun ourselves because we are being criticized you know so all those things come and also it is related to our sexual organs so you know some sexual problems also can arise from that area basically we are not expressing ourselves properly mm-hmm. you know that's what happens again come back to your asana asana practice come back to your breath work you can send the breath to that the mantra so hum you probably have heard of that so you take a deep breath and bring that hum kind of sound to your navel area that's called the hara area also right so it's really it's called swadishtan it's the seat of yourself your self begins from there expressing of your soul begins from there basically you know if you are connected to the source like all these rishis and and sages they know why they came in this world but if we are not then we are constantly searching for our purpose Beautiful. does that make sense oh yeah love that yeah so that's what happens in the second chakra then yeah and the color there is orange mm-hmm. so it, you know these are not random colors these are the colors of the spectrum but in in yoga text there are different colors for the chakras but to simplify you know the modern chakra system has accepted these colors of the rainbow so I, it I has the purpose note right that when you actually look at 
the ancient texts and the yantras that go with each one. They're not mm-hmm. these colors. No, no, they are different because that's how they perceive or they probably have seen the energy in that center. Right. Okay. So that's that's why they are different. Why, why did we just start going with the colors of the rainbow? Do you have any idea why we went to well, that? Well, they just did that because of the frequency. Mm. So the color red has the lowest frequency. And the first chakra has the lowest frequency. You know, mm. that which attracts very quickly. Yeah. You know, during the the holiday times and all, you see the advertisement with a lot of people wearing red and all those things, right? So it gets, you, your attention gets attracted or your attention goes to that very quickly. Or it's also a danger, like the red light, right? It's a survival thing too. Mm-hmm. So that's why. The orange is a little bit more subtler than the red one, and and so on. That's why. Wonderful. So, all yeah. right. Moving on to I think number third. Third. Yeah. So third is like uh, it's so the navel chakra. The first chakra is at the base of the spine. Second is around your navel. That whole area. You you don't have to have a specific location because when you start getting into the meditations, you can feel it. But in general, it is around the navel, a few inches around the navel, the second chakra. Then the third chakra is above the navel, but below the rib cage. Okay, mm-hmm. so that pit of the gut, so to speak, you know. So that's where the third chakra is located, according to the tradition. Uh, and it is called Manipur, the mm-hmm. brilliant jewel, the city of jewels, so to speak, you know. That's where our immune system is located. The digestive system is located. You know, all kinds of things are controlled in that area. So it's really a jewel of our systems, basically. Again, the petals there are 10, and mantra is Ram, which is the mantra for the fire sun. And the element there is fire. And again, it has also, everything is related to the element. So fire is related to seeing water is related to tasting earth is related to smelling so you can see how it works like some people have strong sense of smell they are very much attached to the first chakra you know they they are like that some people you see in the young children also right that first they smell something and then they put it in the mouth mm-hmm Right? So because that's our first instinct. So the third one is fire, and it is related to seeing. And that's where your gut feeling, that intuition, that also starts. Mm. Uh, Now you are out of your kind of comfort zone and in the world expressing yourself. So your self-esteem comes in play there. It's also related to how you control your emotions, your anger, the narcissism, and all those things come there. If fire is contained, it is very useful thing, right? We can cook, we can heat our homes and all those things. But if it is out of control, you being in California, you know what happens. Mm-hmm. So same thing happens with our own internal fire, right? Ayurveda based on the fire theory, right? If the digestive fire is good and properly working, life is good. If it goes out of control or if it is diminished, you know, all kinds of diseases happen. So when you say brilliant jewel, is that 
brilliant jewel referring to the fire or is that referring fire yeah the sun or fire and and that kind of a thing you know so so that is the thing about the third chakra and it's also fire motivates you right the the sun as soon as the sun comes everything starts getting moving so it it is also your energy the third chakra is also related to your energy so if you have less fire in you you have less energy mm. the more fire you will burn yourself you know a lot of excess fire you know go 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 kind of a thing so just to have enough that's why you need more meditations and all those things here so can you talk um, a tiny bit more about how that's all connected to self esteem is it that if you have the correct amount of fire not too much or too little you will have the correct amount of self esteem or ego basically see again it is all re- related to the separation mm. if if we have enough love for ourselves less ego there is because we know we are connected to the source but for any reason you know people keep doubting you and bringing you down and all your life you know you were being told that you are not good enough or we ourselves also tell ours you know continuously that oh i need to improve more i need to do this all these things can bring that separation from um, the source and we have less kind of energy or self esteem opposite of that is again we are separated from love and we are trying to get it from outer sources so people become more aggressive you know mm-hmm. that because they don't have it in themselves they become more aggressive actually everything is related to your low self esteem even if you are a narcissist you have low self esteem that's why you are trying to prove right that oh i am like good enough i am this that you know the anger is also a part of having low self esteem Mm. because you are trying to express yourself in in an aggressive way or trying to control other people and that, that kind of a thing so uh, that's why having a right fire in you is very much important i think does that make sense very much so very much so so it's it's all psychology too right it's all psychology it's so brilliant that you know they have developed this system Some people say that the chakras there there actually is not a physical manifestation of these subtle energies that this is metaphorical. And when you brought up psychology it, it made me think of that. Do you see them as metaphors for psychological exploration or do you see them as literal energies in the body or both? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. because you cannot separate that right suppose you are sad your digestion stops yeah so how can you separate them It's of course little, they are little to gross yes yeah so they are from so the the manifestation happens in the physical body mm-hmm. but the source is somewhere else right any disease that starts it doesn't have the source first in the body unless there is you know like a physical like you get into the accident and and something happens but the chronic illnesses and all they have some the root is somewhere else right so yeah 
So yeah, great questions, uh, Amy. We are having fun. Hey, if I get if I get an expert on the the chakras on my show, I'm going to go for it and ask all the questions. No, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I just love it. That's it. Mm. It's so interesting. You know, like it has nothing to do with being expert or anything. You know, that's it, that's it, what it is. Isn't being an expert the act of loving something for a long period of time and being close to it and, you know, like I'm not saying you have to have a PhD from some great university in the chakras. That's fine. But I can tell that you have contemplated this for a long time, both academically, but also experientially. And to me, that makes you an expert, even well, if thank you humble to accept. <laughs> well, well, that's the experience makes it kind of uh, more fun. Hmm. you know, rather than just knowing about it or whatever it is, right? So, I mean, sugar you have to taste. And once you taste it, you can't forget it. Yeah. So, that's yeah. what it is. So, um, so anyway, so these are, the first three chakras are called our survival centers. Mm-hmm. They keep us in the survival mode and they are very important, right? If we are not aware that oh we are separate from the from the source from the love and we just want to live in this world and and experience whatever it is and that's fine you know we don't want to go beyond our survival thing we come in the body live the life whatever it is given to us we don't create really but it is given to us when we are living in the survival centers because there is no energy to create more. Everything is, the source energy is all consumed by just living day-to-day life. Right. But but when we move to the heart center and, you know, heart, if we just keep tapping on it, sometimes we need that reminder that there is love here. And if we keep tapping on the heart center time to time, we can bring our attention to that center. That's the easiest way to do it, right? Just keep tapping just below your collarbone. It's a thymus gland area and it has a physical benefit of having good immunity and all those things too, right? So like this. So so this heart center, it's considered as a a center of all the centers. So there are three centers below heart and three centers above heart. And... I am sure you know the word for heart in Sanskrit is Rudayam. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's called Rudaya Chakra, Rudayam. And in Sanskrit, nothing is, no word is, no letter is kind of wasted. Mm-hmm. So Rudayam, Ru means to take, the means to give, and Yam meaning to circulate. So we get the energy from one. That's the function of the heart, right? Uh, we receive from one side, then it gets purified in your lungs, and and then it is circulated back again in the in the body. That's what the function of the heart. The blood is being circulated like that. So what the heart chakra also says is that you get the experiences from your life. You don't have to accept as they are. You can purify them. Mm-hmm. And what purifies is the love, right? And then you can circulate those in your life. So you can remove the garbage 
and do the purification and and live in that purified state basically yeah so that's what the heart chakra says and some people just give right some people are like they are the first one to volunteer everywhere and do things and so what they are doing is they are not taking enough but giving more and they deplete that energy they are still away from the source you know some people take more and give less that's also not right right so again there is always a balance of everything so in order to give you you must receive and that's what most of uh, people most of the people especially us the women we forget right and when when somebody says oh she's such a wonderful person she's always giving she's always doing nice things for her everybody why did she get the breast cancer that's exactly the reason she got the breast cancer because breasts are related to giving percent 100% 100% yeah so yeah so it's all depleted you know and and the the cancer is telling uh, her is to pay attention and you to know? receive to receive some to receive exactly so so that is the function of the heart chakra receive give have a balance and the mantra for that particular chakra is called is also yam the circulation mantra yam 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 kind of uh petals there are 12 the color is either pink or or pleasant green you know and even if you wear those kind of clothes you know you can get those emotions in you mm-hmm. um so that is also another way to do your therapy like some people you know you some people just wear black some people wear just uh, like red continuously that shows that they are dwelling in in their own mind very much that they are not connecting with 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 other energies basically you know so that kind of a thing so yeah so that is the uh, that's about heart and what happens when we love somebody or something right we pay attention to that mm we pay attention like you know i have a teenager if she doesn't want to she may be like listening to what we are saying but she has earbuds uh, you know those uh, things in her ears and and okay whatever kind of so i mean not that she doesn't love but you know she's not paying attention and our energy system knows where we are whether we are paying attention or not right so the best way to bring them in balance or or whatever it is to pay attention to focus on each energy center at least for a few seconds few minutes you know as much as we can and and understand what is going on in that area so if we pay attention to our heart you know we we know what is going on there i'm sure you have seen a lot of people doing a lot of heart opening poses and all that physically actually it opens the heart you know we had one person who was taking 500 level training from us and she refused to do the heart opening poses like the camel pose and we would say why would you not do it and she said no i won't do it i said you are becoming a teacher you know you have to show other people 
and once she did it and she burst into crying yeah and you probably have seen it all the time right so it has some meaning like we we really you know accumulate that energy there and one, as soon as we pay attention it starts releasing whatever so it is these stories you're telling me are with you know your teenagers and even student and teacher relationships as we're going through trainings a certain amount of boundaries are needed to keep people safe how does that work into the heart chakra connection to source and um... yeah that actually boundaries start from the first chakra you know even when we love somebody we know our boundaries right we don't do things it is so brilliant i'm telling you it's it's it just amazes me all the time that patanjali yoga sutras we have yamas and niyamas right right so those are the boundaries that's where we have to we 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 need to be kind to each other like ahimsa then the satya truthful being truthful not stealing from each other and those kind of things like those are the yamas and then there are niyamas all those things are for boundaries keeping the boundaries while we are loving mm yeah because respecting you know respecting each other that way right not uh, taking anybody for granted and those kind of things that's why please and thank you still matter like prashant my husband always says that it is still about please and thank yous life is still about please and thank yous you know so that's where we have to be very careful not crossing those boundaries beautiful all right let's go to the fifth chakra ah that's my favorite because that's where i lacked right from the beginning you know the the throat chakra is all about communication the seed that is being sowed in the in the second chakra the expression right the your creativity that gets manifested through the heart's desire in the fifth chakra okay so the fifth chakra is called vishuddha meaning pure the heart chakra the hrudaya chakra is called anahat which means unstuck once you go in the heart you may start hearing sounds those are not created by anything else outside those are from within ahat means stuck like if you want to like uh, to create any sound you have to have two things coming together right at least two things coming together so when the when the energy reaches in the heart the uh, you don't need any outside source it comes from within mm. and then vishuddha is pure so the purity you know nobody has to tell you that you have you need to be pure you need to be this that that comes from the throat chakra mm. um yeah it is beautiful um and uh, the sounds rather the petals there are 16 and all the sanskrit vowels are situated in the throat petals so 16 vowels of the sanskrit they are situated in the throat chakra so the sound you know the mantras and everything comes from your throat energy center the pure purity of it so people who can express themselves well you know they are automatically start connecting with the source you know any which way you take any art like poetry right if you are 
if you are connecting to your words, you are connecting to the source, the the music, the you know. If you are drawing something, you you know you are expressing yourself. You are expressing your love. You know, you're expressing mm-hmm. your connection to the source. And many a times it happens in the trance. People who write beautiful things and all it it usually when they reread it or when they re when they go back to what they have done creating music or they say I don't think I can create that. It came from somewhere else. So it comes from the source, you know. So that's what the throat chakra is. People who can't express themselves well and all, they're always stuck. They're always clearing their throat. Um, I'm talking too much right now. That's another hazard of that particular chakra. Like people talk too much or they don't talk at all. They express it in a wrong way, you know, like, they want to express something, but the words, they don't come out right and all those things, right? That can happen. And the thyroid and parathyroid gland is situated in this area. So many people who are not able to express well, which is most of the society now, it, we see like almost like pandemic of a thyroid problem. Yeah. Say chanting is the best way to work with this one? Yeah, mantras is is beautiful, but also uh, allowing yourself to explore your creative side is 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 also a way to, you know, enhance the energy of this chakra. Basically, wearing blue, you know, the color for this is blue, like a sky blue or like a ocean blue kind of. Uh, for the longest time, I I did not like the blue color. I would never wear blue clothing or anything, you know. And when I started studying the chakras, I realized why because my throat was closed, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that it is open now, but I can tolerate blue. I can wear blue. <laughs> I need to tell you when we got on the call and you showed up, expressing yourself today, being passionate. I was surprised because I've always known you as a very, very, what I perceive to be shy person. Usually Prashant does more of the talking and you're quietly near him supporting. And I am just so pleased to see your radiance and your expression today. It's really thrilling for me. <laughs> so. Thank you. Well, if it is a if it is my passion, I talk. Otherwise, I can sit hours without talking to anybody. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's we found the right topic then. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, and Prashant always he likes to talk more because he's more into like marketing and communication and all those like you know the worldly things, which uh, is okay. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not a critique of either one of you, but. I'm just experiencing you differently. Yeah, no, you are right. You are right. It's a good observation. So he does talking for me many a times, which is fine, you know. <laughs> so, but then moving on to the sixth chakra, which is another important one. It's called Adnya, uh, meaning command. It is located between your eyebrows. Behind it is the pineal gland, you know, that's kind of a thing there. And pineal gland is considered as third eye. You know, it has the receptors and and all those things there. 
So when you focus on that particular energy center, you can start seeing different colors and uh, you perceive different things. And, and you know, there, there are antennas on, on the pineal gland. They are receptors. They can receive information from the universe. And mm-hmm. that's why when people say, oh, my third eye is open and all, that means they are able to receive information from the other realms, mm. you know, and they can communicate with other energies. So that's where it is. Intuition. And hmm. like intuition or telepathy. Yes. That, that doesn't come from your own brain, but it is coming from, you know, different realms basically. So, and we can very well function without awakening our third eye, you know, but it is people who have good sense of like judgment or, or when they, when they are good kind of business people and all, they have some kind of sense where they can invest few things and where they can get the benefit and all. Unknowingly, they are communicating with their sixth chakra. And it also alerts you when they, if there is going to be any problem going to happen, right? In the sense, like you get that sense that, oh, maybe I should not do that thing. And if you listen to it, you will be saved from disaster being happening, basically. You know, like sometimes you get that feeling. With no explanation. So in your opinion, is it possible that you could have you know, what modern science would call neuroception, you know, this, Mm -hmm. that's going to be dangerous. I shouldn't do that or Mm -hmm. intuition or even telepathy, but maybe some of your lower chakras are actually not clear and working. I mean, is it possible that you could have some of the higher ones functioning well, even though the lower ones are still a little bit cloudy? Yes. And that is also a danger because Mm -hmm. then you are not grounded enough. Right. You know, so you are always in that la-la land and you yourself may not be trusting your intuition or whatever it is because you are not grounded enough. Or using it incorrectly, using it for evil instead of good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can use it to harm others rather than serve others, you know, or heal others. Right. So it's very important. I mean... No chakra is, is good or bad, right? They all are connected because it's all the whole energy system. How many petals are the sixth chakra? The sixth chakra has only two petals, which are our two physical eyes. Mm-hmm. So Adnya is also command where, you know, your pituitary gland is also situated, which is the command center of our all the glands, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? So see how appropriate it is like it commands okay you do this thyroid gland you do this adrenal gland and all those things so that command comes from the pituitary gland could you also think of the commands as what should i do in alignment with my dharma or what should i not do yes of course that's the intuition right that's the vivek we call the discrimination power Yeah. So according to this, you need to do this, that, you know, that, that kind of thing that comes from the Adnya Chakra. Basically, your intuition, basically the discrimination power, having the desire to have balance, 
that's why we give command right like because we want to have balance we want to have order homeostasis yes homeostasis so that's why we have these commands basically you know do this do that and and don't do whatever it is so that's that's the adnya center and the color there is indigo like mm-hmm. a midnight blue kind of thing and a lot of people see that color when they go in deep in the meditation yeah. you know that's a sign that your intuition center is being awakened Beautiful. And the final one is the seventh chakra, which is the Sahasrara. It is called, meaning thousand petals, and it's really like thousands of neurons come together in the brain. That's that's mm. you know just back of your forehead, so to speak. You know that's the center of your head, basically. Uh, we we didn't talk about the uh, throat chakra has the element. akasha which is space ether and the heart chakra has the element air mm. you know and it is air is related to touch and akasha is related to to hearing so when you hear sound you know it is related to the space or the ether the sixth chakra doesn't have any element physical element but thought is related to that chakra and seventh chakra has nothing it is beyond everything you know when you go beyond everything you reach that level but the color there is purple and a lot of people see that color too in their meditation like reaching that high level so purple has the highest frequency vibrational frequency and the red has the lowest one right so that's what it is and sahasra is related to basically going back to the source the connection going to the connection so but for that your root chakra has to be stable then only you can rise up right to go to that level and it's again the levels of consciousness are there so basically the drun valo who who does the markaba meditations you know he he said once nicely in one of the meditations love is the way home mm and that's what the sastra tells you that yeah you are going back to home through this energy center but love only through love you know if you can do all kinds of things you know you do pranayam you do asanas whatever it is but if you do it devoid of love you will just remain in the physical realm mm So understanding that love is the way home is what the Sahasrara teaches you. That's the connection. Then I love are... that you had said that the root chakra needs to be grounded because I think sometimes we can spiritually bypass into la la land thinking that we're connecting with the source and we're not actually embodied. No, that's why doing your asanas is very important you know but if you just keep doing asanas and punishing your body every day by you know doing more and more then you are not loving yeah right or if you just do the breath work or if you just sit for meditation hey you cannot even sit for meditation if your body is hurting 
or this is happening that is your mind is not stable and all those things so everything is very much related and that's what the chakra journey is and if you look at any person as a yoga therapist then it is easier as a therapist to prescribe the yogic tools to right. people right so that's what i feel and that's what i've been practicing with the people that i see or or work with and and so on well speaking of the people that you work with if somebody wanted to work with you i'm bringing up your website now how could they work with you what would that look like would you would they sign up on your website would they email you and the contact what would oh uh, yeah they can email me and then we can set up a time and we go through some basic kind of understanding of each other and i ask their permission to get their chakras assessed and then it just basically conversation and and to get to know them better and then we can come up with some plan and manju do you work online as well as in person because you're in austin but not everyone could come and spend time there do you do some online work yes most of my work is now online especially after the pandemic and yeah so basically i again to go back to the source i did a lot of other things like i did my nutrition counseling certification of course osteopathy and ayurveda and all those things so everything like just like chakras everything is combined right you cannot separate one from other and that's what we do like you know we look at every angle basically some people need more nutritional kind of support so mm-hmm. we can do that and some people need more spiritual so looking at your website i see that you have all sorts of different services from yoga therapy to laughter therapy to reiki to aromatherapy holistic nutrition corporate wellness you guys are busy Well, you know, frankly I I choose who to work with and how much I need to work with because you know, I'm not getting younger anymore, so I need to focus on myself that self-loving because there is no end to service, but at the same time you need to spend time on yourself too so that you walk the path that you lead basically. And so I choose my timings. and i spend most of my time in getting back to the source. Mm. Thank you for ending with that because i think so many of us came from education or healthcare or corporate america where we're so busy and so distracted and so little self-care and we take that same mindset into being a yoga teacher or yoga therapist and it just doesn't work. So which is true which was i was when we really had a physical yoga center back in new jersey and that's when i realized that you know you really do need to take care of yourself too beautiful so thank you amy for inviting i i mean i enjoyed the conversation just because i love this topic <laughs> i loved it too i look at all these notes i took <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I can't help myself because I want to go and and reflect on those and meditate on what you've said. It's important to me and I'm I'm just Thank so Thank you very much. Thank you. That means you are paying attention and that's love. It is love.
It is. And, uh, and that's what I try to tell my children also. I mean, they're not children anymore, 27 and 19. But I tell them that, hey, you know, in these small things, try to find the connection to the love. Mm. Like if mom does something for you or you do something for me, let's acknowledge. I mean, not all the time, but whenever we can, right? Otherwise, we'll go crazy. Oh, I'm connecting, I'm connecting. Not like that. <laughs> mm. So, but yeah. So right here, you know, we are coming closer to the source. Thank you very much, Amy. Thank, thank you. you all for listening. Namaste. Well, after that wonderful interview, I'm not sure there's much more to say that Manju hasn't already shared with us so brilliant, brilliantly. I think what we could do now is to reflect, to look at our own bodies and how they're functioning and where things are maybe not functioning as well, or maybe where things have really begun to function well for us. I think it's a, a beautiful meditation that she's given us. And, you know, you could even take this podcast into a day-long retreat and play the five to seven minute clip of what she said about, say, the first chakra, and then go meditate on that for some time. Then come back and play what she said about the second chakra and go meditate all the way through, maybe do some journaling. It could be a really beautiful day-long retreat that you could give to yourself. So that's probably what I'm going to do with this podcast episode. And I hope you will ponder it also deeply. Thank you for being here with us at the Yoga Therapy Hour. And thank you to Manju for being with us today. Please don't forget to sign up for our newsletter mailing list, where we give you a free gift every single week. It's usually something that the guest has been talking about, like a book chapter or an article or an infographic. Check out the show notes for that. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget, we have a new YouTube channel called Optimal State with Amy Wheeler. We also have a new Patreon page where you can support us to bring you the most excellent content. And that is Optimal State and the Yoga Therapy Hour Patreon page. Also, you could write us a review on most major platforms that host podcasts. Give us five stars if you appreciate the show and tell us what you love so that we can do more of that. Finally, we support several nonprofit organizations through this podcast. See the show notes to understand how you can help. If you'd like to be a guest or a sponsor for this program, contact us at the email welcome at theoptimalstate.com. Welcome at theoptimalstate.com. And finally, a special thank you to our team here at Optimal State. We are truly a global family. George Mantuan, one of our executive producers. Adam Satchel, senior media producer and sound engineer from the Philippines. Krishna Panchal, a producer from Canada. Modupe Abdullahi, who does the show notes and is an editor for us from Nigeria and Peter Morley, who wrote and produced the music for this show, who lives in Australia. Find more about Peter's work at www.zenmusic.biz. 
Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.